0: Power from the Blazing Stone, part one, The Great Reboot. Merrin Tregonning leapt through the humid Cornish summer night, toppled over the branches of a grasping hawthorn tree and somersaulted through sweet-smelling long grass. Keep up, Corin. we're late! Corrin was the name of Merrin's CL-500 mining unit. Half a ton of condensers, circuits, relays and vacuum cells which could assemble or disassemble almost anything on command. The mechanisms of the unit were encased within a torus shell of smooth metal, and though heavy, it moved ingeniously, barely bending the grass as it steered its vast mass with phenomenal delicacy. Corin rolled after the spindly girl, thrice her height and several times her weight, yet swerving in time with Merrin's movements. The synthetic giant followed like a shadow, often shooting out a metal prong to support the child when she stumbled. Thank you, Corin," puffed Merin as she scrambled up a cliff face. You're welcome, little grub, came back the soft voice. As with all modern mining units, Merin's was programmed to her genome sequence and could stray no further than a few meters away. There were eight other Litlands in Merin's class, all on the cusp of their thirteenth birthday, but none with an imagination quite as vivid as Merin's, who was lauded as the droll teller of the group. Merin had accessed the cloud archives, pulling recordings from the old days before the great reboot, and used these to teach Corin to speak soft and magic like, just like her own grandfather dragoning. Guided by its five pound mass of superconducting brain matter, shooting signals between several quintillion positrons per second, a CL500MU could into it practically any situation a child might challenge it with, learning from the child and testing them simultaneously. Merrin reached the top of the cliffs. The moors ahead of her were sparse, and the few trees were windswept and bent over into crawling creatures. Merin cowered in the wind and poked at a rock pool, causing the reflected stars to burst into rings. Glitter flashed in Merrin's eyes, and she scanned across the landscape to check for her friends and their robots. Corin, please turn off your lights. There was a click. As Merin's eyes adjusted to the dark, the opera of stars and moon, distant suns and dead planets started to perform. And yes, there, off in the distance, she could make out the silhouettes of the others. As she looked, she felt Corin's flexible arm against her back, keeping her away from the cliff edge. The sea below was all heave and toss in the jaws of granite teeth. Waves broke against the rocks, and seabirds screamed. I count seven others, fourteen including units. Any Corin? Corin pulsed an ultrasound wave through the darkness and concurred. Yes, lass. I sense Nessa, Arluth, Sally, Zenner, Sam, Gweno, Alistair, and of course their units. No others. Merin felt suddenly queasy and placed a hand on her stomach. No Rosen or Treve. It must have failed the copper. But her words were drowned out. From the depths of the earth came a rumbling, bursting noise, which emanated from the ruins of the ancient pump houses. Merin cast her eyes towards an old mine shaft, which sat precariously atop the cliff, and was suddenly lit with a magma glow. Mother's brewing down there, Corin, The mother of blazing stone. Get ready! Merrin grasped at the robot's sides as the dull light exploded into a blinding flash and shot up into the sky. There she goes, marveled Merrin, always astonished afresh at the commencement of each level. Cornish pipes sounded, and the disembodied voices of miners past heralded the next challenge. The night sky was alive with glittering lights, which spelled out the Academy's motto in Cosmic Pillars. Spirits above, spirits below. And then, with a spectacular flash, the letters transformed into L-I-T-H-I-U-M. Merrin's throat tightened, and she stumbled backwards into Corin, who gently supported her weight. Sending a scatter of stones down to the crashing waves below. Lithium. The final stage before off-world training. The most important terrestrial achievement and known as the most tricksy. Lithium is capricious. It skips, hops and hides inside other elements. But the taming of this spirit allowed the ancients to harness and store energy from the sun sprites, noble winds, sea maids, and from the geothermal waters, stirred by the mother of blazing stones. Those who reason metal from stone can themselves transform the world, like King Arthur, like those ancient scientists who brought about the great reboot. Merin. Look! Her head spun around to see the flickering lights realigned once more, arranging themselves into a constellation of digits below the initials of each child. These were each set at O-O, presumably a measurement of lithium gathered. A beam of light shot down from the heavens onto each of the units, and for a moment Corin's smooth white surface shone with light around the full loop of its body. The other six units in the distance shone also like beacons. Corin's LED face went blank. And in place of the digital representation of eyes and mouth appeared six digits 240000. The digits were already moving quickly, running down to 235959, 235958, 235957. Corin! shouted Merrin, and tried to shake the whirring robot. I'm here, lass. Settle now. Settle. As each training stage was completed, the mining units had more information loaded into them so that they would grow in tandem with their human counterparts. But never had Corin's face been wiped. Was it altered? Merrin stared, mouth gaping. She knew what the digits represented. They measured periods of time in the old days, before the Great Reboot. Timers and limits and scores had not been part of any of the previous stages, which worried her. Would they be ranked for priority of off-world mining assignments? Would this ranking determine access to resources or privileges, or worse? Might off-world training only be accessible to those with high scores? "'Corin!' whispered Merrin, observing the distant shapes of her friends sprinting off into the darkness with their units. "'I'm scared. I want to talk to Gweno and Alistair. Can you interface them?' The mighty Taurus rolled back and forth. "'I can't, lass. The signal's blocked. It's not for us to meet till the timer's done.' But I sense we need haste, and as it happens a quick composition analysis tells me we could drill for lithium in this here very rock. Want to get started?" Merrin looked quizzically. No, Corin. we never touch Mother Rock till we're sure to do the least damage. Go with Nature, not against. You enact him right. There was the suspicion of tears in her dark eyes, a luxury she only allowed herself when alone. The fear that she had lost Corin, her friend and robot counterpart, to a software upgrade was not dispelled despite Corin's reassurances. But the digital timer display had gone. Corin's face reappeared. "Let's find somewhere to sleep. Something tells me we're going to need all our wits about us tomorrow."